Welcome back to the Risk Report. It's Roman the Stoic. We're at episode number 32, and today is April 1st, aka April fucking Fool's Day. All right. And uh, if you think I'm prepared for this podcast, well, think again, because I'm not at all. All right. I've been fucking running around working, and I've got some new skate lessons that I've got booked up, and. Um, new kids to teach and everything. So it's very exciting, but I've been very, very busy. Um, Of course, this podcast is brought to you by fucking Anchor. But today, this podcast, oh, wow, podcast. Maybe I should fucking rethink what I'm doing, huh? This podcast is also brought to you by Jack Daniels Black Jack Cola, which I'm sipping on right now, and it's fucking phenomenal. Usually I have coffee because I do it in the mornings, but today is a different day and I'm doing it at 6.30 at night. So we're chilling. That's my uh, drink to kind of cap off the day and the day and um, yeah, you know, get that nice one before I start cooking. (laughs) My girl gets off of work in 30 fucking minutes and I'm going to have to start cooking. All right. And lastly, this podcast is brought to you by toner okay and toner is the new fucking microphone if you're hearing it and you're like god damn this should sound crispy this should sound good well it's that toner condenser microphone that i just fucking picked up um and if you're thinking oh this sounds not so good well don't look into toner then um but they gave me a free two-year warranty card so fantastic 100% protection, and honestly, very, very happy with how this came. So shout out to Toner. Came with like a whole setup, came with a fucking uh, mic stand, a retractable mic stand, everything, pop filter, the the mic, it even brought an XLR cable. So thank you so much, Toner, and I've been so fucking excited. I got it yesterday night, and I unboxed it like a fucking kid in Christmas, right? I was fucking... You know, unboxing it and just like, oh man. But my girl, she's like, wanted to play Fortnite. So had to hop on the Fortnite and win a couple games with her because <laughs> we're a bunch of fucking nerds. Um, and this podcast is also brought to you by Yeet because I'm wearing the Yeet hat. So I might as well fucking shout it out since it's on. Uh, also, I'm recording these off of the video here, and I'm putting them up on fucking Instagram as little clips so that people could actually go and check out the actual podcast. <laughs> but um, honestly, you know, viewing the numbers and everything like that, it's nothing like crazy. It's nothing to rave about like, dude, I'm crushing the podcast podcast game. I can't even say the word, but I'm crushing it, right? <laughs> um. It's nothing like that, but it is dope to see that people do fucking listen to it, man. At least, you know, the last one has at least 12 plays. And every fucking one before that, it's it's in their 20, 30 ranges of plays. So, 
you know, and now we're at episode 32. So you could start doing some math there and figure that shit out as to how many plays I got. All right. But I'm getting about a penny per play. (laughs) Shout out to Anchor, right? I'm getting about a penny per play, sometimes two pennies if I throw a fucking ad over there. But that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the other ads. I apologize for that fucking, the text messages popping up. I always do that. I'm such a shitty host. Why do you guys tune back in with me? Um, but yeah, so shout out to Yeet, Yeet Clothing. Um, Drone Phonetic is the owner along with his girlfriend. And um, yeah, they make dope ass clothes, sick hats. Right, I got a, I got two pairs of hats. He actually gave me one as a as a gift, which was very nice. A shout out Drone Phonetic, and also since I'm already speaking of Drone Phonetic, I will probably have him on the podcast at some point because I, now I got two fucking microphones. All right, so if we look back there, you see that that's another microphone ready to go. It's just got the seat waiting, and we're waiting for somebody to just hop the fuck in. Right, um. Yeah, it's finally coming. I'm sorry it's taken me two months of me talking alone to finally be like, hey, you know what? People also want to hear other people talk too. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Excited to get a bunch of people in here. And I think for my first one, I might get Tyler O'Brien in here. He's a homie of mine. Excuse me. He's a homie of mine. Um, Good friend of mine that I've lived with for many, many years. You know, we were roommates for fucking damn near probably five, six years, you know, and um, probably six years we were roommates, you know, off and on. And um, but Tyler O'Brien is also known for the show uh, Are You the One? And also stemming away from that, which was so long ago as well, that that reality TV show, you know, he is a proactive model, not the fucking acne cream. He's actually a Pacino's model, if you want to talk about it like that, right? He represents Pacino's, the brand. And, uh, you know, he does a lot of modeling down here in South Florida. He's in that. He also does a lot of video work with, um, you know, his buddy's company where they film yachts and do drone shots of yachts and everything. And so, you know, it'd be good. And he's a fucking talker. All right. So, if you think I'm a talker, you got no fucking idea because I'm not a talker. I'm actually a quiet ass man. All right. This guy's the talker. So Ty might be the first um, uh, person in as the interview for the podcast just because of accessibility. You know, we're right down the street from each other. So I could really just call him up and be like, yo, come do the podcast right now. And uh, he's a brother. So I'm sure he would be down to do that. Aside from that, you know, we're going to have a lot of artists, musicians. And just overall cool ass people. All right. We're gonna have people talking, you know, fine people that are in the financial business as well. Um, shout out to TJ. And you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn a lot from these dudes that and women, right? That you know, maybe I didn't know before and and give my audience and give my viewers a different perspective of what you could do in life, what you could do down here in life, and um and yeah. Just, you know, peer into somebody else's existence for a little bit, all right? Um, How about since it's April Fool's, let's fucking look up what the origins of April Fool's Day, right? Thursday, today, April 1st. Um, April Fool's Day origins on history.com. Love history channel, right? 
who is not a fan of the History Channel? It's the best shit to go to sleep to, right? <laughs> uh, April Fool's Day, celebrated on April 1st each year, has been celebrated for several centuries by different cultures, though its exact origins remain a mystery. April Fool's Day traditions include playing hoaxes or practical jokes on others, often yelling April Fool's at the end to cue, to clue in the subject of the April Fool's Day prank. It's like, you know, here's why I'm an asshole, but April Fool's, right? <laughs> While its exact history is shrouded in mystery. Okay, History Channel dropping them rhymes. While its exact history shrouded in mystery. Right? <laughs> It didn't do diddly, all right? Um, the embrace of April Fool's Day jokes by the media and major brands has ensured the unofficial holidays a long life. Origins of April Fool's Day. Some historians speculate that April Fool's Day dates back to 1582 when France switched from the Julian ca calendar to the Gregorian calendar, as called for by the Council of Trent in 1563. In the Julian calendar as in the Hindu calendar, the new year began with the spring equinox around April 1st. So back in the Star Wars days, it sounded like <laughs> when we go from the Julian to the Gregorian cal calendar, called forth by the Council of Trent, right? Um, people who were <laughs> slow to get the news or failed to recognize that the start of the new year had moved to January 1st, and continued to celebrate it during the last week of March through April 1st, uh, became the butt of jokes and the hoaxes and were called April Fools. All right, so 1563. Sorry some people didn't fucking get the memo halfway around your country or your world, right? 1563, they didn't have fucking people making memes every three hours about some shit that just went down, right? And they're over here. Look at these April Fools, these peasants, these poor peasants working on farms. They don't know we just switched over to the Gregorian calendar, right? These fucking fucks. Uh, these pranks included having paper fish placed on their backs and being referred to as poison d'avril, April fish, said to symbolize a young, easily caught fish and a gullible person. <laughs> They're missing out the part where they probably tarred and feathered him. Um... Historians have also linked April Fool's Day to festivals such as Hilaria, Latin for joyful, which was celebrated in ancient Rome at the end of March by followers of the cult of Sibele. It involved people dressing up in disguises and mocking fellow citizens and even magistrates and was said to be inspired by the Egyptian legend of Isis, Osiris, and Seth. Wow. Vernal Equinox and April Fool's. There's also speculation that April Fool's Day was tied to the vernal equinox or the first day of spring in the Northern Hemisphere when Mother Nature fooled people with changing, unpredictable weather. Well, I, that one I don't really fucking believe too much. Huh? Uh, April Fool's in modern times, people have gone to great lengths to create elaborate April Fool's Day hoaxes. Newspapers, radio, TV stations, websites have participated in the April 1st tradition of reporting outrageously fictional claims that have fooled their audiences. In 1957, the BBC reported that Swiss farmers were experiencing a record spaghetti crop and showed footage of people harvesting noodles from trees. 
1985, Sports Illustrated writer George Plimpton tricked many readers when he ran a made-up article about a rookie pitcher named Sid Finch who could throw a fastball over 168 miles per hour. In 1992, uh, NPR ran a spot with a former president, Richard Nixon, saying he was running for presidency again, only it was an actor, not actually Nixon. And the segment was an all an April Fool's Day prank <clears throat> that caught the country by surprise. And in 1996, Taco Bell, the fast food restaurant chain, duped people when it announced it had agreed to purchase Philadelphia's Liberty Bell and intended to rename it the Taco Liberty Bell. In 1998, after Burger King advertised a left-handed Whopper, scores of clueless customers requested the fake sandwich. Google notoriously hosts an annual April Fool's Day prank that was included everything from telepathic search to the ability to play Pac-Man on Google Maps. And that's all they got now. Okay. So, uh... That's where April Fool's Day comes from, people. And I don't think I ever fucking made any April Fool's Day jokes on, you know, on my parents. I think the one that I maybe did was like me fucking closing the door on my finger or pretending to and having ketchup already smeared on it and being like, ah, 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 right? And uh, that would probably get my mom, you know. But I never... Yeah. I don't think I ever really did fucking April Fool's Day shit. You know what I mean? I'm surprised my girl hasn't. She's always fucking with me. She is always fucking with me. Um, I mean, I guess... I guess that's it. <laughs> I guess that's it for today, people. 13 minutes. I just wanted to test out the fucking microphone. <clears throat> what else do I got to talk about? Nothing really. Other than I've been working like crazy. And, um, you know, inspiring me to keep doing what I'm doing, but also inspiring me to fucking write and plan for something else. You know? Um, advices in life. And this ain't no fucking joke. Always plan, you know. Even if you're comfortable where you're at right now. With everything. You got to plan. Because everything changes all the time. Right? I'm a 27-year-old man. I'm not getting any younger. I'm a young man. But I ain't getting any younger from here, bro. <laughs> All right. My fucking elbow's been hurting like crazy. All for, Started last night and this morning. And I was like, dude, did I fall on it skating, right? I get injured skating and shit. But I don't really recall. Maybe over time. And then I started thinking in the shower just before I got out here. I was like, dude, I fucking, I've been working out. Is it working out? Is working out hurting my fucking elbow? Right? Am I doing it wrong? Like, dude, I'm talking. I'm talking uncomfortable pain. When I'm like lifting up something, lifting up something over my head, it fucking hurt. Um, not getting any younger. All right. So it's like, 
that's a stupid fucking example. Obviously, I just wanted to talk shit about how my elbow's hurting. But as far as you know, what you want to do in life, just try and plan ahead. And though I'm working right now, and and I'm really happy where I'm at, doing what I'm doing. Um, I could always do some stuff better, I feel like. And um, it just takes planning. It just takes preparation. And that's it, you know, becoming more adult about shit. And and all this work at, at a studio, uh, teaching kids, <clears throat> teaching art, right? Teaching art at studios, schools. My lessons are starting to grow for skateboarding, my private business. And so it's like, just how I kind of made risk and unified that to be my lessons, my art, my this and that, you know, maybe I'm starting to think what could potentially be the next level for this, you know, the, the whole risk thing. And the, the idea popped into my head to start planning and preparing and make a business plan. Just an idea. That's all a business plan is, right? A well thought out idea. I'm going to make a fire business plan for a potential studio I could open up eventually, you know. It got me thinking, well, maybe I could run my own studio and not do things how the studio I'm at is doing, not take their classes, not even take any idea of any of their classes. I could give a fuck, right? But I've got ideas of my own, and I've always had ideas of my own. And it's all about writing those ideas down. You know, it's all about preparing. And if you're able to formulate a business plan, which is really just a well-thought-out idea, and that well-thought-out idea, it's basically what you see it, its potential to be, and you lay that all out, you got yourself a business plan, right? And so that's something you could talk to people with, with that are investors or who have money. You know, we're only getting older. People are looking for investments and and this and that. And so, you know, I know that what I'm doing now is just preparing me for what I'm going to do in a couple years and eventually. And, uh, you know, the idea of owning my own studio workspace where I could constantly teach art lessons, drawing lessons, but specific to what I know how to do. And then, you know, with my network of artists and everything kind of give people the opportunity to work out of there and do their own lessons and everything. Right. Um, and shit, it only takes, it takes time, but I'm building this rapport with parents, with other teachers, um, and with business, business owners, right? Business owners, son. (laughs) We're business owners, right? <laughs> um, you know, it's only, it's only what, you know, I could, I could stay stagnant, you know, as a person, you could stay stagnant, happy where you're at, content where you're at and make the ends meet. And that's all well and good. But to me, it's not even about you know, becoming a super wealthy man. Do I want to be wealthy? Fuck yeah. You know, you'd be stupid if you didn't. <clears throat> but for for some people, I would say for most people, wealth 
comes with a lot of hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. And that's to put it simply. You know, there's definitely other people that have been brought up in money, that have scammed their way into getting a lot of money and this and that. But the fast money is as the quick as quickly as it comes, it goes right out, right? How many people's stimulus check as quickly as it came? Uh, right off, right? Whether it's rent and this and that, and I get it, right? Um, but quick money comes really fucking fast and it goes really fast, right? It goes faster. So I think that people that have acquired wealth, uh, that work hard, that have, you know, truly, truly just sacrifice time, relationships, um, you know, men- mental, their whole fucking state of being, right? To sacrifice that for a while to achieve something that could give you uh, the longevity that you need to be a person in the world, right? Because, yeah, we could die today, tomorrow, fucking in 90 years, right? Um, if you're broke, you're broke always, <laughs> always right? You want to not be broke while you're here, right? Um, wouldn't it be some shit if, like, in the next life, you just got, you, like, wake up in this other life and it's, like, just more work you got to do? But this other time you don't get paid, right? I don't know. I really just came on the podcast to fucking have you guys uh, and myself listen to the new microphone. And it might not even sound any different. But I am excited that I have two of them. Because now we can get the ball rolling with these fucking interviews. Ah. That Jack and Cola's really hitting it. That's my drink, by the way. If we're ever out at a bar, you'll rum on what you're drinking. A little Jack and Coke, right? A little Jack and Coke. That's what your boy drinks, right? Unless we're out at some fucking fancy-ass place and your boy might have a banana hammock. <laughs> at Poor and Famous. Right? The gayest fucking sounding name. But it was just a phenomenal drink. Banana hammock. I can make that shit at home. Banana, ginger beer, lime, and Irish whiskey. That's simple. Throw that shit in the blender. That's it, boy. That's it. That's what your boy needs. Throw that in a blender. Throw it on a fucking bottle like this and just fucking slap on a sticker with a just like a, you know, fat old banana hammock. <laughs> or it could be like an actual hammock in between trees, but it's like a banana peel. See that, dude, you know, marketer, baby. Marketer. No, but I, I just didn't want, I don't want to talk about too much about, um, I guess, getting into the ideas of what I would have for a studio or anything, but it's like, you know, I, I popped into my head and now it's kind of resonating and it's like, you know, it could be a possibility. It could be a total possibility. Um, and look, you know, my, 
I've been working my whole life, man. My parents had me work my whole fucking life. So hard work is nothing, you know. Hard work is nothing to me. I think it's more of the type of work, right? So much so much throughout my life, <clears throat> working in, in college and everything like that, um, it was not being exactly stoked with what I, how I was spending my time, all right? Though I was finding art and music and doing that on my off time and, and working on that and practicing that on my off time, you know, I still had to pay pay rent, pay this, pay the car, um, you know, become an adult. And, you know, I had to work. So most mostly throughout college, I was working four, five, six days a week, right? Different jobs. And all these different jobs, they just brought me no no real sense of at some point, you know, it was always like, I'm working it. This is this is what I have to do to make ends meet right now and blah, 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 until the music kicks off, until this kicks off, until right. It was a, it was like gambling all on black, right? If I was a fucking roulette, I was like, I'm putting it all on the fucking uh on on black. I need I need my music to pop, right? It, it kind of was like that, but it wasn't because, you know, I, I come from a background of my parents were real fucking strict and professional and and they taught me hard work. And so, you know, they they taught, taught me that instead of me putting it all on black, I'm betting on a couple other things too, right? It was I was going through school. I was getting my degree, whatever that could lead me to. I was... Doing my music, that's what I'm passionate about. Skating, that's what I'm passionate about. Didn't know, had no sense of real direction with it. Was just trying it and doing it and hoping, right? Um, and and at some point, you know, you just start growing up and, and, and me putting my bets on all these kind of built up my skills enough around those things to now that's what that sustains me to. And I got to tell you people, it did not, come easy it did not come fast right it didn't fucking just happen overnight man i'm 27 now i've been teaching kids for a couple years now i want to say we're going on my third year yeah we're going on my third year and prior to that and even during that i was working other jobs, man, restaurants, anything, you name it. I was, I was mostly stuck in restaurants um, for the last couple years, right? For the last three years, like I, I didn't stop working at the restaurant until I got laid off because of COVID. That's when I stopped working at the restaurant. And I, and I was teaching kids, right? And I was teaching after school classes. Uh, five days a week. And then I would go and fucking work um, at nights after the classes, right? Because I'm only teaching hour, two hour classes. Um, I'm teaching the fucking, or I'm, I'm working the, the restaurant waiting tables at Grand Lux uh, Cheesecake Factory. Great company. They take care of you. Not knocking any of that down. But, you know, when COVID hit, that let me out. That let me out of both jobs. Because I couldn't go teach at the schools, and I couldn't, um, and I couldn't work at the restaurant. There was no money. There was no money. So the first time I'm put on unemployment, with along with 
half of America, more than half of America. And what it what it did is it kind of <clears throat> put me in a place where it's like, okay, I have a little bit of money and I just felt like it was the time. And so what I did was I ordered skateboards and um, shirts and I fucking designed my shit. I made risk, made the website and all of that. And I had a couple supporters. I had sales, right? I had enough sales to make all my money back. Um, not only did me forming risk kind of float me through a pandemic, me creating risk opened the opportunities to have the jobs that I'm having now where I'm teaching at the school and I'm teaching you know, and I'm teaching at the studio. And so it's like, you know, it just takes time, right? And so now I'm finally in a spot at 27, 26, you could say end of 26 to 27. So I'm just going to say at 27, I'm in a spot where I'm finally getting paid solely for art and skateboarding, right? That's tremendous. That is tremendous. And I've been working my way towards this for a long time. For a long time. Did I envision it to be just like this? No fucking way. No fucking way. No clue, right? Um, and I'm happy with where I'm at, but I also have that burning desire of I'm, I'm still working, right? I'm still like, Fuck, I, I still got to work until this music shit pop off, until the podcast pop off, right? I'm still fucking working. But, you know, it's just like, you kind of always got to plan is what, I'm, is what I'm getting at. You kind of always got to plan this shit out and, and always plan to become greater, become better. Because not that I'm wasting my time or anything like that right now. Now I'm finally not wasting my time. Sure, there's times where I feel like I could be doing something a little more productive with my time, you know, when I'm at one of the, you know, for example, the studio where I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm doing more babysitting than actually teaching art, right? On some of the younger classes and stuff like that. But it's okay. For the most part, I'm fucking teaching art the whole time. Um, so there's always little things and it's just open my eyes to, yeah, you know, maybe you could just kind of just keep growing and keep becoming this, whatever you're meant to be, this instructor, this teacher, this, this mentor for, for kids and for not just kids, man, teens and adults and, you know, and look, I don't fucking know it all. All right. I don't know it all, but I know enough to get us by in life happily and, and doing things that you love. And if you want to know more about that, then, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, I can show you the way. Right. But, but clearly I'm doing things that have gotten to a point where now it's, you know, the fact that I get to teach people how to fucking skateboard is crazy to me. All right, the fact that something that I did in in my youth that fucking completely changed my life and set it towards this trajectory that I'm at now. Without knowing that, you don't know that at the time, right? 
the fact that I get to do that and teach kids, right? The, the kid that I taught today was a 10-year-old, new, new to skateboarding. It, that's when I started. You know, that's a, such a pivotal time. And who knows what it could do to this child. She could not ever skateboard again in her life. But having the heart to try it and the persistence to try it and, and enjoy doing something like that and, and keep at that is going to do wonders to a person as they grow up. It's going to teach them hard work and discipline, not giving up, trying it a hundred fucking times if they need to try it, being creative, right? And, and having the confidence to explore that creativity. Because when you explore creativity, same thing with the art, the same thing I tell the kids when I'm teaching them drawing techniques is we got to fucking keep, keep practicing, right? I'm by no stretch of the imagination, this incredible fucking artist, right? I have my moments and I have my art that I'm super proud of, but you know, you, I'm not some photorealistic artist, right? I'm not some, um, I don't know, right? There's so many different styles. And that's what I want to show kids when I'm, when I'm teaching them about art first and foremost, right? Uh, before we start really getting into the techniques and all that, I want to show them first and foremost. And what I want to see from them is their style, all right? I want them to keep doing what they enjoy doing. Keep practicing what you enjoy to practice on, all right? And make that better and better and better and better. And that's going to do wonders to you, right? Because that's going to give you the confidence to master something and then take that knowledge, take that mastery, and take the discipline that you learned from that mastery onto something else. And so... For me to do that and be in the position to do that is phenomenal. And so I, I only feel like at some point I'm going to end up either owning a studio of my own and, and doing skating lessons and, and skating graphic designs and, you know, just, just preparing artists to do what they want to do and, and, and be a space for that. You know, I think, I think that's coming in my future, right? Like fucking Nostradamus, I'm going to be calling it. And again, it could not go that way. It could go another way. But who knows? I think that's really the direction towards where I'm, I'm trying to go, where I'm aiming to go. And, um, and that ain't no fucking April Fool's joke, I'll tell you that. All right? Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for fucking tuning into the rant, the rant report. Um, where I spill to you guys my deepish thoughts. <laughs> no, we're just having a good time. And I'm stoked on the toner microphone. Shout out to toner again. Shout out to you clothing again. Um, shout out to Anchor FM. <laughs> All right, everybody. Peace and love.
Yeah, I'm climbing high. 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 You can see me on the other side. Hot as the summertime. Making CDs till I'm mummified. High off my own supply. DMT, let the ego die. But watch how I come alive. Built a team with a heavy grind. Army that's down to ride. I don't lie. Homie, don't play that sure. I don't lie. Swallow your shallow pride with the water that's got you calcified. Gotta ratify and look deep inside. Here and gone, what will I leave behind? I got a sleepless mind and a sleek design. Fear is gone, I made room to climb and now I'm climbing high. Yeah, I'm climbing high. Yeah, I'm climbing high. Yeah, I'm climbing high. Yeah, I'm climbing high. Making music till I reach the sky. I even got to speak to God. Gotta kick it into overdrive. Working overtime until I reach my prime. Yeah, my dreams, they seem divine. And I'm speaking kind. Poetry defined. Staying occupied till I'm satisfied. Let me clarify. You wouldn't believe what I saw. Living inside of a soul. Just like an angel, I fall. Made my way out of the dark. Had to go answer the call. Couldn't be another brick on the wall. You know me, I'm always breaking the law. My eyes are as red as the surface of Mars. My head's in the clouds cause I reach for the stars and I'm climbing high. Yeah, 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 I'm climbing high. Climbing high. You can see I got a different vibe. Rhymes that leave you hypnotized. I'm in a dream like vanilla sky. Yeah, I watched it high. My speech is pure. I never lie. Green secure, gotta alkalize. I bring a lord, no, I'd never hide. I'ma go on tour and I'ma start a riot like ya. Yeah. Y'all don't know what I've been working on. Hit the road, I've been searching long. Sipping slow, yeah, the bourbon's strong. Another show, that's a curtain call. Made a move to upgrade upon. As long as there's herb involved, I'm remaining calm. Border shouldn't that we taking off? Cause I'm climbing high. Yeah, 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 I'm climbing high.